a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. There's a, probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different, they're statewide. Um, candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. That was Senator Mitch McConnell, minority leader in the United States Senate, warning that there may not be a red wave in the Senate this fall, despite President Biden's low approval rating and inflation hurting everybody's pockets. But it's interesting to look at the Republicans' slim chances in the midterms in terms of the Senate might have less to do with what Democrats are doing and more to do with what's happening inside the Republican Party. So let's think again about that. Megan McArdle, of course, is one of our great uh, inside sources, someone we always look to for great thinking and great writing with The Washington Post. And uh, Megan, thanks for joining us today. And you've been looking at this in terms of what is the real problem happening uh, inside. We always say never underestimate the Republicans' ability to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, How are we seeing that play out with 78 days to go before the midterms? Uh, I'm afraid that, you know, sites like 538 have Democrats favored to take the Senate. Um, I think Republicans have really shot themselves in the foot by allowing Donald Trump to um, weigh in so heavily on their selection of of candidates. Donald Trump, whatever you think of him, his main priority is not he's he's not a party guy. Right. That's a lot what a lot of his followers like about him. But the, the flip side of that is. His electoral instincts overall have proven bad for anyone who's not him. I will I will grant that he has won races that people you know won a race that people didn't think he could win. Um, but for other people, it has proven less effective, especially in general elections, um, and especially now because his major criteria, his number one priority, is making sure that candidates will slavishly um, agree with his stop the steal stuff. Um, that plays well with Republican primary voters in a lot of areas. But it plays really badly with normal general election voters. And since the point of winning a primary is supposed to be to then win a general election and go into office, I'm afraid that a lot of his followers who are responding to his endorsements with enthusiasm, who are, who are watching who are responding when he meddles in these races, they are helping Donald Trump help the Democrats keep the Senate um, and potentially helping him keep less likely that they will that they will keep the House. Um, but giving you know, Joe Biden more power uh, than he would otherwise have and making it less likely than in 2024, a Republican will come in with the trifecta of House, Senate and and presidential control. Yeah, I think that's the framing of the day, uh, that the purpose of winning a primary is so you can actually win a general election and then actually govern. I think <laughs> that may be the radical concept that nobody's really thinking about. We talked about earlier in the program today uh, about this whole challenge of, of trying to to drive looking at the rearview mirror. And it seems to me that everything uh, focused on 2020 uh, or national campaign, as, as you rightly pointed out, if, it, if it's all about an individual, 
the former president as opposed to uh, actually gaining seats and governing. Uh, it's just it's very hard to, to drive when you're solely looking backwards at what was rather than what is and what comes next. Yeah, I think, you know, again, regardless of what you think of January 6th, I've been pretty outspoken in, in my opposition to what happened uh, and to President Trump's, um, you know, what I think are falsehoods about uh, election fraud. Um, but that said, whatever you think, the kind of monomaniacal focus on him, mm-hmm. on whether he won the election in 2020, on whether the FBI was right or wrong to raid Mar-a-Lago, um, it's taking the, the party's eyes off of what you need to, again, win in a general election. These kind of intra-party disputes, they're really important to people. You know, I talked to a lot of Trump voters, and they really feel like, you know, we were just electing Democrats with a Republican name, and now we're, we're purging the party. Well, you know, whatever you think of those, those uh, I'm saying whatever you think a lot, um, but whatever you think of those, those candidates, you liked them better than Democrats. They were actually far to, they were to the right of Democrats on issues that Republicans in general care about. Um, and this focus on Trump, general election voters don't like it. They don't want to hear about whether Donald Trump has been treated unfairly. They want to hear about what you're going to do on inflation. What are you going to do on gas prices and grocery prices? What are you going to do on the economy and healthcare and other issues that are, are their bread and butter issues? Um, yes, and some culture war issues, too, but they want to hear what you're going to do about it, not what Donald Trump, whether Donald Trump is in another war with, with some organ of the deep state. And unfortunately, he is pushing the party to his personal concerns to a, a level that is excluding the possibility of losing elections. Frankly, the Republicans should be winning. Joe Biden's approval ratings have hit literally record post-war lows since we have been following approval ratings. He has had some of the lowest approval ratings of any president at this time in in his term. And this should be a cakewalk for Republicans. And they're throwing it away because they are following Donald Trump's priorities, which are not to win elections, but to kind of keep the focus on Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, And and just to reemphasize, we've talked about from the beginning of uh, President Trump when he was candidate Donald Trump uh, that – he is about transactions, not about relationships, especially relationship to party. Uh, it's just a transaction, and the transaction, if it works for him, then then he's in, uh, and which is why he could, you know, link arms with uh, with someone like Mitch McConnell in the morning and be firing shots across the bow in the afternoon because it only mattered what the transaction was. Uh, and as now you're looking at it as everything being backward facing transactions. Uh, makes yeah. it really impossible for anyone to have a, a vision. The American people know what you're against. We get all of that. Uh, but you got to have a vision of what you're for and where, you, where you're actually trying to lead. Yeah, and look, I think this, that a lot of Trump's voters would say this goes both ways. The, the, the reason they're mad at the more establishment candidates is that they're not displaying the appropriate amount of loyalty to Donald Trump. But I do think that you have to acknowledge that that goes both ways and that Trump has, on average— been more disloyal to people who were loyal to him. Look at how he treated poor Jeff Sessions, uh, you know, who had been nothing, but, you know, out there early endorsing him and just said, no, I think this goes too far. And then that was it. Donald Trump was done with him and, and kicked him to the curb. And that's something that you, you historically have not seen from Republican Party leaders. Mm. You can argue that sometimes that's bad, that it can be self-dealing and, and so forth. But I think at the end of the day, those Republican Party leaders, they were invested in the party. Right. They cared about the fortunes of the party as well as policy priorities and all those things that voters want because that they had 
you know, decades long relationships with other people within those parties. Donald Trump doesn't. And I think that that is showing in how he is treating these races because he's making them about him rather than about getting power for the party, rather than about getting power so that they can do things voters want or block things voters don't want. Instead, he's he's kept the focus on himself and on, on again, this backward looking, did he win or did he lose? I think, you know, again, I've been saying this so many times, but whatever you think right. of, of, of January 6th and of the election, it's not going to be relitigated. Like, they're not going to be backseas and he's going to, people are going to let him re, redo yeah. Joe Biden's term. It's now time to look forward about what you're doing, and he can't seem to get off of these backward-looking questions. Yeah, and I think that is the question, and, and I'll uh, I'll repeat and be in line with you that it, regardless of what you think, we, we saw this play out uh, in the other direction uh, with Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. Uh, as a Democrat, made it all about President Trump, where Glenn Youngkin was very focused on the issues of the day and the issues that mattered. Uh, and uh, we know the results there. So it's really interesting uh, if you allow the former president to be the center of the center uh, that doesn't bode well uh, for either side. It really does have to be a conversation about what comes next. Uh, Megan McArdle, always appreciate your insight and wisdom uh, and a great article in uh, the Washington Post today. We'll post that on our social uh, feeds as well. Megan, thanks for jumping on. Thanks so much for having me. Always happy to talk to you, Todd. All right. Again, that's uh, Megan McArdle, uh, one of my favorite writers and thinkers. Uh, always has some good perspective there. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, Piano Guys... Don't want to miss that. Stick around. We'll be up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.